Ari, we're here today with our fire chief, Adam Eckhart, to talk a little bit about uh, dousing the flames of a social media firestorm, all puns intended. Yes. Um, so yesterday, a post went out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, circulated throughout the social media world regarding invoices for uh, motor vehicle collision uh, accidents that the fire department fire department responds to uh, a lot of questions came out of that uh, i think there's a lot of clarification that people are looking for just to, to get a better handle on on what's happening so the chief is the perfect person to answer those questions uh, so the first question we're going to ask you chief is is this a new fee what is this fee how did it come to be um, what are we talking about here Right on. So I appreciate the opportunity to talk about this. Uh, for those listening, thank you for taking the time, uh, getting the facts and hearing me out. And uh, thanks, Mark, for presenting some of these questions that I know are on the minds of the public. Um, your first question, the fees, the, the schedule themselves uh, is set by the Ministry of Transportation of Ontario. Uh, it is a cost recovery program established by the province for area fire departments. And almost all municipalities across the province apply that fee for responses to motor vehicle collisions or car accidents, however you want to say it, uh, along King's highways. Uh, so this cost recovery program has been in place over 20 years. The rates are adjusted annually by the MTO. And uh, this program here for Welland is literally just an extension uh, to the municipal roads of that program. Okay, so it's not necessarily a new fee. This is not a new fee. Uh, the fee itself is uh, determined by the province and has been qualified by those experts. Uh, it's not ex exactly our costs. Our costs uh, of emergency response may be a little bit higher. Uh, you know, as fuel prices and the complexity of an emergency uh, play out, those uh, costs incurred to our supplies, resources, people, staffing, uh, the requirement to backfill stations uh, can be very demanding on our operating budgets, which is funded entirely by the tax base. Uh, so speaking of the tax base, one of the questions I've seen uh, quite popular circulate online is if uh, residents are already paying taxes that go towards uh, fire and emergency services, why then would they receive an additional invoice for those very services? Yeah, that's a great question. And I agree it's on front of mind, everyone. I think when you look, uh, you know, monocular view of I pay taxes so I get service, uh, you know, it's a very valid question. But recognizing that the tax base sets forward a level of service and that every call for service ultimately then changes the current point in time level of service available. In other words, if your actions put into effect um, the requirement for an emergency response of the fire department, regardless of what the nature of the emergency is, we then commit our trucks, equipment, people, resources meaning that they aren't available for other emergencies. And that puts a demand or burden on the fire department. It also then consumes um, resources, whether that be uh, uh, equipment or, uh, you know, consumable materials, et cetera, that the fire department must provide uh, to various types of responses. With that in mind, the cost recovery then focuses on the individual, the, the party responsible or the business or the motor vehicle operator um, and or their with the assistance of their insurance company to, if you will, offset those costs by a fee for service. Ultimately, I, I think the simplest way to say it is the fire department is prepared or loaded by the municipality and the tax base and the those who consume its resources then help reload it. 
I think that's a great way to put it. And that's probably common across all municipalities and fire departments. Would that be a fair statement to say that's kind of how most operate? I agree with that. I know, you know, that differs, but so does the level of service across mm-hmm. each municipality, the municipal, the local area. So in Niagara here, the lower tier municipality chooses its level of service. Uh, it does that through targeted of response times, uh, number of staff, types uh, of equipment, and the actual emergency services, or to the degree of service that they'll pro- uh, provide to the uh, you know the, those in need. Whether that be a technical rescue, whether that be high angle rope, there's a variety of those emergency services. So when we think specifically about motor vehicle accidents, uh, the demand there is not always from the local ratepayer. The the Demand can include uh, property damage to other motor vehicles, but also private or public property. And those cost recovery measures have been in place for a very long time. Insurance companies are very well equipped to send an adjuster out to assess that. There's predetermined rates for, uh, you know, costs to replace hydro poles that are knocked down or street signs that are damaged. And ultimately, that burden should not be spread then against all of the rate payers to replace a hydro pole or a street sign that was damaged private or public property. So why is it that, you know, we look differently at the emergency services, finite amount of resources. If, you know, those that are at fault for the cause of this property damage, uh, then, you know, ultimately are responsible to every other agency. Is it reasonable to ask all the ratepayers to, you know, to basically absorb the cost of the person that, you know, is at fault? Fair point. Um, and this is not just the city of Welland that collects cost recovery costs. This is fire department. This is St. Catharines, Niagara Falls, Pelham, the Niagara region and beyond. This is not unique to Welland, correct? That's correct. Uh, there's, uh, there's a number of cost recoveries, fees for service, fees for inspection, uh, monetary penalties. Uh, there's a number of programs that, you know, different municipalities, different fire departments, uh, provide, um, uh, incur or, uh, if you will, uh, have been for several years to their, you know, their municipality or their ratepayers and or visitors to their community that's been ongoing. Um, their, the motor vehicle specific cost, uh, there's a large number of fire departments that are doing it on every, you know, that are applying uh, charges or fees uh, on every road in the municipality and almost all of the 444 municipalities in the province are doing so on Crown's, Crown Highways. We in Welland have been doing that on, pardon me, not Crown's Highways, King's Highways. Uh, we have been doing that on those uh, highways for more than 20-something years, and we've done it successfully. Saying that, it also has given us an opportunity to get it right and make sure that, you know, it's it, there's fairness to the person receiving the invoice. There's an appeal process. If there is a change in responsibility, you know, the at-fault driver shows that, you know, proves without a doubt that they are not at fault. There's an opportunity for the insurance company who would have already paid the invoice on their behalf for them to recover costs from those who were found to be at, uh, at fault. And I think that's an important point because that's one of the things that I've seen circulate a little bit as well is who determines that fault? What if ultimately is determined that the person who was originally at fault is no longer at fault? Um, so, so that's a, a good, a good point. And one of the other things that I've seen a lot is, well, why is the fire department responding to motor vehicle collisions? car accidents, et cetera. Um, and, you know, can I request that they don't show up or what if I'm in an accident and somebody calls on my behalf and I don't want them and I'm going to get this fee and all these other things. So when a call comes in, there's a, there's a car accident, 
what's the process? How, why does the fire department show up? Uh, great question. So let's, let's go back to the, um, primary service, uh, the answering point. So you call 911, you report it. It's actually a police employee of the police department who takes the call and they go through a, an algorithm of questions to determine the risk, the consequence, the area, uh, the jurisdiction of which it falls. And, and they then forward those uh, calls to uh, the, the police department itself to respond police officers and or emergency medical services and or the fire department. So I, I don't, I encourage people to tell the truth when they call, especially if they're calling to provide aid or, you know, resources or request help for those in distress, especially if it's in, you know, they're at harm's way uh, or, or injury, you know, that lives literally are, are impacted by those decisions. So please don't manipulate your reporting information to your 911 dispatcher. Uh, call, provide them all the information that's necessary and let all of those who are set up to help and those organizations have the right information. So the responders, the, the firefighters, the police officers have the right information to make the right decisions to protect the public, to respond for their care, but also to protect the firefighters and the police officers and those, those first responders. Uh, it, it's an important piece. And I ask the public not to uh, change the details of, of their reporting because it will change or could influence what service somebody experiences. And that could result uh, in the unnecessary loss of life or, or suffering to people in our community. Uh, so one of the questions again, um, and this is what our conversation is all about is trying to answer some of those questions that people have is, uh, why now? Why, why share this information now? What prompted, uh, sharing this information, uh, for people to be aware of? So we've been rolling out a number of fees uh, that have been approved by council in a report uh, I brought forward with a presentation I did uh, looking at ways to offset the rising costs of doing business and providing uh, the great service we do. And right now, you know, the, the random date in the middle of November uh, was actually tied to our approval process through the Ministry of Transportation of Ontario. So when we worked through this process, uh, unfortunately, there were some staffing delays and, and, you know, now some back for some policy reviews and revisions. So it took several months longer than what our original estimate was. Uh, we got approval of that last week and we thought, OK, well, then we're going to go back to November 1. We wanted to provide reasonable notice to the public and make them aware of, uh, you know, that circumstance. Uh, we did that through multiple platforms. Uh, certainly the social media has been very active about it. And, you know, I appreciate the opportunity today to talk and provide more detail uh, to explain what, what it is we're actually doing. You know, unfortunately, some of those social media posts uh, provide, you know, a couple hundred characters and there's a lot of information here to share. So uh, I do appreciate those, the public. Uh, we've had a number of people reach out uh, in the last 24 hours, uh, their support and appreciation for what we're doing. There's a number of people that uh, have made comments about their respect for this decision. Uh, and, you know, ultimately, we're talking about people who are at fault, uh, not every innocent person. And mm -hmm. every time you call 911, that doesn't necessarily solicit a response of the fire department and, and, you know, all of those services, right? And, and that's an important piece here is this, this is very specific category of, uh, circumstances, uh, that, that need to be met for these fees to be applied. And again, just for clarification, just to make sure I've got it correct to make sure, uh, listeners have it correct. The cost recovery fees, this is not brand new. This is not out of left field. We're going to institute a fee. This has been somewhat in place before, um, just through a different mechanism. Like, it, yeah. Am I getting that correct? I just want to, I, cause I think this is the one that, uh, a lot of people are kind of confused about what is this new fee, but 
my understanding, and, and again, I've got the right person here to correct me if I'm wrong, is that it's not a new fee. That's correct. So the fee that we're, we're charging for responses to emergency, uh, emergency responses to motor vehicle collisions has been in place and the city of Welland has been recovering costs on that fee schedule for more than 20 years on all provincially operated highways. The only new piece here is that we are now applying that to all municipal and regional roads within the geographic area of the city of Welland. It is the same fee that is applied across the province. It is determined by the Ministry of Transportation of Ontario. We mirror that and they review it annually. We have been collecting that fee at motor vehicle collisions on the highways and Ontario operated highways in the city for more than two decades. Excellent. Before we let you go, anything else you would want people to know about this, any other misconceptions or clarifications that uh, maybe you've heard again in the last 24 hours um, that that people would just uh, would benefit from knowing? Yeah, I think uh, two pieces. Uh, I did skip over your one question earlier about why do we go? Uh, We go to motor vehicle accidents to protect life, health, property and the environment. So think about a number of our accidents. You know, we typically don't respond to a car in a parking lot that bumped into another one. We respond when people's lives, significant property damage and or the environment is at risk. This is important work in the community. I ask that, you know, we respect that that's what the fire service is established for. We're tiered by the other agencies because the police and ambulance services do not have the resources to do that. Our heavy vehicles provide scene safety uh, to the people involved in those cars, uh, to the first responders who are helping them. Uh, we have, a, you know, obviously our extrication equipment. We have a pile of resources to control uh, control the fluids or spills. Uh, we can help stabilize the vehicles themselves, help the wreckers uh, control the scene, open up those roadways faster. There's a there's a, a lot of very important work that we do at these scenes, uh, and and re- you know, please respect that these fees are not applied to fender bender incidents that you know two cars bump uh, and then they go off to the collision reporting center these fees are applied when the um, circumstance demands resources from the municipality i mean from the fire department i think the other uh, point i'd like to add today and i appreciate the opportunity to do that is to discuss where that money goes so that money does not specifically come to the fire department as an additional uh, revenue stream. That means we can spend over and above our approved budget. That money it moves to the general treasury of the municipality, which is the same source of revenue for the fire department. In other words, the fire department has an approved budget for the year. Fee recovery does not increase the overall operating budget of the fire department. It The fees are collected by the general treasury and are used to offset those costs that the municipality experiences. And, and that's really the point of these fees. We have additional costs for responses uh, of different types, various types, and we're looking at different, different measures to uh, ensure that we are diligent to all of the ratepayers uh, and not just forgiving those who are at fault or negligent in their property ownership, their steward of the, stewardship of the fire code, or their responsibilities to operate a motor vehicle safely on our roadways. Well, Chief, appreciate the time that you took today to, to kind of go through some of these questions, some of these concerns that the public has. Again, it's one of the reasons that we're doing this podcast, uh, one of the tools that we have uh, available to us to address things relatively quickly, especially when these questions do come up. Uh, and for anybody who still has questions, Send them in. 
you know, we'll, we'll bring the fire chief back. He's, you know, he's a friend of the show. He's, uh, he's always willing and, and uh, ready to answer our questions and your questions. So if you do have questions, engage well in .ca slash podcast, you can leave them there. And uh, if we've got to do another roundabout with the chief, we'll, we'll do it because we want to make sure that everybody has uh, the correct information. Um, you don't have to like it, but uh, we want to make sure that you do have uh, the right information at your disposal. So again, Fire Chief Adam Eckhart, thank you so much for the time. And um, hopefully our listeners will, will gain a little insight from uh, your thoughts today. So thank you. Right, thank you. Thanks for listening. 